Do you ever feel like your life is just out of control and you want to be able to manage it in a way that will help create the reality that you want? Well, today with my guest, Sean Stearns, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. Your mind is a beautiful thing, but if left unattended, it can get ugly real quick. If you're not constantly curating the content your mind consumes on a daily basis, then your surroundings will dictate your daily thoughts, habits, behaviors, and actions. This show has only one goal, to leave your mind more beautiful than it was when you arrived. Welcome to The Beautiful Mind Show. What's going on, guys? Jason Everett, and uh, I'm really excited today's Beautiful Minds podcast because today with me on the show is uh, uh, one of the crew here over on our team that we get to hang out with, but not often enough, is Sean Stearns. What's up, Sean? Coming all the way from Pensacola, Florida. What's up, Sean? How are you, man? Hey, what's going on, Jason? Good to be back on, man. Good to see everybody. Glad you guys are tuning in today's call. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And you mentioned uh, this law that I actually have not heard of this before, and I thought it would be a great subject matter because it's a it's a concept that we talk about often, but not exactly how it's discussed the way you brought it up. So why don't you bring up this law? Let's talk about it. And before we go too deep today, if you guys are on with us live right now, would you do me a favor and type in the city that you're on the line from to make sure that the it's the connectivity's working? We're having some tech glitches with how how strong our internet is today. So ask for the internet uh, to uh, make this podcast clean. But Sean, uh, do me a favor, man. Let's talk about this law that we were talking about. Yeah, thanks, Jason. So uh, the law is actually called the law of correspondence. By the way, if anybody's actually ever heard of this law before, just put law in the chat there. Uh, it's called the law of correspondence, which basically in the universe means it, it states that pa that patterns will repeat themselves throughout the universe. Now, if you think of this on a personal level, basically what it's saying is that our reality in the outside world, right? Our reality that we're getting, our reality that we see is actually a mirror of what's happening inside of us mm. at the moment, right? If anybody's ever heard of the saying, uh, as within, so without, that's from the law of correspondence. So what, where's this law of correspondence from? Is this just some like random, like some dude wrote a book or is this like a law, like the law of thermodynamics? Like what are we talking about here? Yeah. So it's, I mean, just, Think of, think of it this way, like the laws of the universe, like the, uh, it's kind of like the laws, think of the law of attraction, right? It's in that same group of laws. It's Got just it. one that law of attraction is talked about a lot, but the law of correspondence tends to get left out of the conversation quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, I think that's part of it, right? A lot of people talk about that law of attraction, like, and again, I think part of it is just what's the subject, right? Like, how many, uh, you know, books have been discussed on the matter, or how many other topics have you seen on it? I think to your point, I'm kind of talking about this law of correspondence. Uh, I, I just looked it up as we were talking about it, right? This idea, the law of correspondence, the law states that patterns repeat throughout the universe on a personal level. Our reality is a mirror of what's happening inside us at the moment. Think as above. So below, as within, so without. Very cool, man. Totally. And I think, by the way, uh, as we talk about this stuff, this is new for you. Do me a favor and type new. If it's brand new information, you haven't heard it before. But I think we were talking about this, Sean, uh, before we, we kicked live, is that there's a lot of people that try and kind of cheat this law, if you will, or get around it or like make something happen. Like you were mentioning a famous slogan from a pretty popular brand. Let's talk.
Yeah, totally. Right. So look, how many of you have ever heard Nike's slogan, just do it, right? If easy. so, like, yeah, right. So just, easy. just do you, it. That's all you do, right? Damn it. Just <laughs> do it. That's all it takes, man. Just take action, take, do it. Right. Uh, so if you guys heard that, put Nike in the chat, right? I think we've all, we're all really familiar. Now, look, here's the thing. The good thing about that slogan, it's phenomenal for marketing and branding, right? Absolutely. It's, it, it did its job there. Uh, but a guy by the name of Mac Newton said that when it comes to actually performance and getting the results you want and getting the things that you want in life, he said that slogan basically is criminal, right? He said, because you cannot, he said, you cannot just do it. Um, he said, yeah. and he actually brought up the law, the law of correspondence. He said, look, in order to get the things you really want to have, he said, you must be, one must be before one can do, right? So Nike said, hey, just, but in reality, if you want to get the things you want to have, you must be before you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think there's a lot of people to the point. I think the reason why the Nike just do it sort of idea gravitates to people, because I think people wish it was that easy, totally. right? Like. It's, it's kind of like an aspirational dream or like a mission of just saying, well, let's just do it. Like, let, let's do it. Let's do it. Like, uh, I have a buddy, um, JFDI is his, like, he, he does like a, this adventure group and it says JFDI. And if you don't know what JFDI stands for, uh, I'm going to say the PG version for the show, but it's just freaking do it, right? It's just freaking do it. And I think it just that added uh, fricking you use your own version of that word that you want to use that starts with an F. But this idea that like just freaking do it, it's like it's a great it's an aspiration. It's an ideal. It's like a, I really want to be in a position that I'm constantly just doing and just taking action. But in reality, we start to fight this battle in our mind every single day that says, well, yeah, just go work out. But I don't want to. <laughs> totally right. I don't feel like it. I want to sleep in, right? All of those things, um, again, just create all types of challenges for us. And our mind can get in the way because we're used to being lazy. We're used to being slack. We're used to uh, being comfortable. It's like a mm -hmm. body at rest tends to stay at rest, just like a body in motion tends to stay in motion, right? Now that comfort place is a dangerous zone to be in. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, yeah, I so, think like health, for example, Jason, right? Let's just use health. Health is a pretty good example that everybody can relate to. You know, if you think about health when it comes to law of correspondence, because, you know, with working with the stylists and owners that we work with all the time, look, you know, a lot of, I would say most people have some type of health goal, some kind of health aspiration that they have. So I think it's pretty right. relevant. Okay. Now, look, you take most people say, look, I want to have this health. I want to lose this much weight. I want to do this with my diet, so on and so forth. Okay. Now what happens is they'll start by just doing, they'll do They'll make changes to their diet. They'll start going to the gym, but here's what I find that happens. And if, if this relates to anybody on the call, just put relate. Okay. What I find that happens, and this has happened to me before, right? Is like, look, you go a week goes by, two weeks goes by, you're doing pretty good on your diet. You're doing pretty good on your exercises. And then maybe you have a, a call or you talk to somebody maybe months down the road, three months down the road. And you're like, hey, like, how's the working out going? How's your diet going? Oh, well, like, I real, I'm only down to like two days a week. I know I said I was going to go five or, you know, I've kind of slipped on the diet. I put back on five pounds, right? Right. And so, look, I think what happens is you don't have the long-term discipline, right? You lose that long-term discipline. If this is related, by the way, if this is relating to anybody on this call, just put relate because I think we've all been there 
So we have these things we want to have, take health, right? We have the fitness, we have the diet we want, we want the, we have, we know that body that we want. But what happens is we just start doing, right? It's almost like, and again, it's cheating that law. We just start doing, but what we find is that in just doing, then we, we, we tend to fall short. We don't have the discipline to keep up the momentum and the results right. long-term. And right. that's when it comes to, you're cheating the system. You have to be that healthy person in your mind, that pick, that person that you have, the body you want, the health you want, the fitness you want, you've got to become that person mentally every day. What are the yeah. choices? What are the, what are the feelings? What are the attitude that that person has? What are the moods that person has? And you, so you've got to be it in here. And when you can do that, then you can start doing the things that it takes. And then you will eventually have the reality that you want in that area. I, I think a big part of it, Sean, is like that whole idea of you must be before you become. Totally. And I, I think that's part of it, right, is like you, you have to make decisions and choices. And I, I remember thinking this over and over again as, as I lost weight and as I've done other things in my life that I started doing like this last year. Most of you guys know, as I talked about it plenty of times, right, is, you know, I get up at 5 a.m. and I meditate in the morning and I do my exercise and I do all this stuff at 5 a.m., right? This morning I spent like 30 minutes stretching and like folding myself into pretzel positions, you know, like doing all those things that like are not something that I wake up in the morning and just go, you know what I really want to do? I want to stretch. I want to take a cold shower. I want to, you know, do all these things. Like, no, I don't wake up like that. Like I wake up just like you do and want to hit the snooze button. I think I was talking to uh, Molly, my assistant yesterday, and she goes, she goes, you know, when you use Alexa for your alarm, it's dangerous because you don't even have to reach your arm over and hit the snooze anymore. You just have to go, Alexa, snooze. Like we've become that lazy, right? Is that it's that easy for us to, um, it's that easy for us to kind of put snooze on. And it's like, we're, we're getting so that so many creature comforts and so many things are, are blocking us from doing that. This idea that we need to become something different to some people is like, well, yeah, I can do it temporarily. They create a temporary change. They, they get a little taste of what that change is like, but they don't create a long-term enough idea or a, a big enough vision for where they want to go or a, a long-term enough uh, sight in order for them to see what's possible in the future. And I think you really have to figure out like, what is your going to, what's going to be your motivation that's going to be big enough? You know, are you going to lose weight because you're going to get married soon? Are you going to lose weight because you want to play with your children? Or are you just losing weight because you kind of feel fat in some pants? That's a different conversation. You know, like, like a small piece of motivation is going to get you started, but it's not going to keep you going, which also leads me to another thought here, Sean, that I want to bring up is there's different types of, um, of motivation right? Uh, there's internal motivation, meaning like you've inspired yourself to be motivated and there's external motivations, right? Like I had a good friend of mine. Um, he was a buddy of mine and a business partner for a while. And he was, he was a big dude. Like, I mean, he's six, four, but he was also six, four. And like, you know, I think he was almost 300 pounds. It was a big fella. Okay. And he was not a football linebacker. So it was not all muscle. If you know what I'm saying. Okay. I yeah. love this dude like a brother. He would let me talk about him like this. That's all I'm saying. Um, but what was really interesting is he had a lifestyle shift that happened and the lifestyle shift happened when he made a decision. And I think this is where we need to talk about this today is what are the decisions that you get, you deserve to make that will change your future is that he got, uh, he sat down with his doctor and his doctor said, I have told you for the last couple of years, your health is starting to fail. If your health continues on the path that you are, the next time I see you will probably be because you've had a heart attack. Uh, not because you're just in for a checkup. 
Mm. And, you know, that dude was in his mid-30s. Like, I, I don't want to have a heart attack in my 30s. I want to have a heart attack in my 40s. I want to have a heart attack ever. Like, let's just skip <laughs> that. Okay? And and he called me up and he said, I, I need to talk to you because we ended up stopping being business partners at that point. He said, I need to reduce the amount of stress in my life. So we went from being a business owner of multiple businesses and took on a totally different career path and changed everything. But now that dude is shredded. He literally spent, I think he, he had a goal. He put a goal out there and said, I do not want to go to the hospital because I'm going to have a heart attack. He put a goal out there and said, I want to work out 365 days in a row. I'm going to go to the gym 365 days in a row. I'm going to get myself in shape. I'm going to do what I need to do, put myself back in the spot where I need to be. And uh, I remember at the end of the first year, because he was posting a picture. You know, He was doing the gym selfie every day, 365 days. He ended up at the end of the year, I think it was 300, 340 or 350 days out of the entire year he was in the gym. That, that's no joke, dude. I've never been to the gym 300 No, that's days. crazy. I don't think I've never been 200 days in a row. So I think, you know, just champ status. But I'm just saying that this idea has got to be so big and the motivation has got to be such a kick for you that it makes you modify the behaviors that are easy, that are comfortable, that are stuck inside you in order to do it. What what have you seen as far as like things that will knock you into motiv- modifying your behavior, Sean? What have you seen? Well, you know, I mean, I think – look, I, a couple things. I would say – one, you can have things like that, like those, uh, I call them like the impact moments, right? Uh, yeah. Where it's a doctor saying like, look, if you don't change, then you may not be here tomorrow. You may not oh. be here next month, right? So you have like those impact moments or like the rock bottom moments, right? You think of maybe people that deal with uh, addiction and other things, so, like they hit that rock bottom until they finally choose to change. And what I found is like, look, a lot of the times, they have you you personally have to want it bad enough how like how many of you have ever ever tried to help somebody or help somebody improve that they didn't want it for themselves so therefore they never saw the results no matter how bad no matter how much energy you put into it they just weren't getting the results right so number one you have to want it better right you have to become you have to come to a point where you're like look i am tired of accepting this person and i want to now become this person right so it takes sometimes it takes those impact moments the other thing i would say is sometimes, sometimes it takes that really quality driver in your life, right? That person that has higher expectations for you that's not afraid to verbally kind of punch you in the face and say, <laughs> look, man, like this is what you said you wanted. This is you're you're better than this. This isn't the life you deserve. This isn't the body you deserve. This isn't the what this isn't the financial situation you deserve. Yeah. Like wake the hell up. And let's snap out of it and get get what you deserve. Like sometimes you need that person in your life to kind of punch you in the gut every now and then. But but like you call it, Jason, right? The love punch. Kind of throw yeah. you those love punches and say, look, this isn't you, right? Yeah. All the way down to the self-concept level. Like how do you see yourself? How do you feel about yourself? And know that this is not the real you. Like let the real you out. Get the results you want. And I like me being your driver – I am no, I won't accept you for this person. I'm going to keep pushing you to, to be that elevated version of yourself. Even if it yeah. takes giving me a love punch every now and then. Yeah. So it really is like surrounding yourself with those people that are committed to elevating you to the point where you deserve to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, man. And I, I think there's one other one in my mind. So we talked about you know, uh, getting kind of like that internal, like bigger goal set. We talked about somebody else to your point, like, you know, knocking you and saying, okay, let's do something different. I, I think there's another one, which is you, you see, you, you find a, uh, 
I don't know if I say muse is the wrong word. It's not quite what I'm after, but like you find somebody you look up to and you aspire to be right. You totally. find somebody that's like on a vision quest that you're like, you, you observe somebody and you may not even know that person, right? You may not even know that person, but their lifestyle inspires you. And I think there's kind of two things that happen. I think one side, Sean, there's like the influencers out there. And by the way, I hate that term. It drives <laughs> me crazy, but like the influencers out there, who have influence over other people, knowing or unknowing. And I think a lot of people are like, oh my God, I wanna see what that influencer is doing to decide if I like something or not. Like that's so frightening to me that that's the thought, but that's what that's sometimes, sometimes people's thought. But basically it's somebody who provide influence over you because even if you don't know them. Does that make sense? Totally. Like, if you don't know them, people can get a review. And by the way, if you've been influenced by other people, do me a favor and type in the chat and say influence. Is there's, there's people that can influence you in your life and have an impact on you without actually knowing them. Like, for example, I've studied a lot of people or read a lot of books that I've never met the authors. And that book had an influence over me and it inspired me to change what I do and, and, and adapt to a place that I say, OK, this is where I want to go. It's the direction I want to be in. And it allows me to be uh, in that space going forward. So, you know, as we talk about this today, Sean, um, I, I think understanding that it can be internally motivated, externally motivated, but at the end of the day, there's still actions that you need to take. Um, totally. You know, what what have you found to kind of combat the the laziness, the sluggishness, the, the uh, I don't have to do this right now sort of scenario? What have you found that works for you? How do you trick yourself? Because I, I got to trick myself. I got to con myself into it daily in order to be the better version of myself. Because there's a fat, lazy kid inside me that doesn't want to do anything instead of watch TV and play video games. I got to con myself into not being that kid. So what do you do, man? Totally, man. So what works for me, and you know, I've got it from, from a different, couple different sources, but look, I mean, obviously, you know, I think most of us know, like having a clear vision, having clear goals of what you really want, uh, but things that kind of help me daily, right? Daily, as far as getting it done, being disciplined daily. Uh, something that's worked really well for me, I actually got this idea uh, from a guy named David Goggins, uh, who wrote a book called Can't Hurt Me. Um, he came up with the idea of an accountability mirror, right? An accountability mirror, which basically... All you do is you take your bathroom mirror because normally it's, normally we're there every single day. Like they, right. we, we see ourselves in the morning. Routine. We, we, we use our mirror before we go to bed. And what you do is basically fill that thing with post-it notes of things that you may need to say to yourself. Uh, maybe it's an inspirational saying that you heard or an inspirational quote. Or here's a good one. Maybe you actually write out a list of excuses that you find yourself making yeah. while you're not getting it done. Write those excuses out and actually post them on your mirror so it's a reminder for you to stop making that excuse today, right? Totally. Um, so it's really just writing. So for me, it's like I'll write excuse or excuses or justifications I may make. Like you said, I'm too tired. I don't have enough time. Whatever the excuse is, I'll actually write it out. Put it on the mirror, right? Or maybe it's inspirational quotes or things that get me going. I'll put that on there. I'll have my daily goals written, posted on that mirror. So every day I wake up, I'm looking at all those things saying, all right, Sean, here's some excuses. Today, these excuses aren't coming into play. And maybe it's some quotes that I really, really like, right? So like I said, I, you know, on my mirror, I actually have written, uh, one must be before he can do, right? So it gets me in that mindset of like, who do I need to be today 
to get the results that I want. And then also I got my goals written right there so I can see them. So I think that's really what happens is like be, being aware of all that, right? Because I think sometimes we, we have our goals maybe written somewhere, maybe they're just in our head, right? Which we know how that works out. Right. Uh, and then, you know, life happens, guys. Life happens. Days go, days go, days go. Complacency sets in, comfortability sets in. And at the end of the day, here's the thought. Here's the thought that I really use a lot, okay? Because here, most of the time, we don't do something really because we don't want to do it, right? We have that choice. We don't want to go work right. out because we don't feel like working out right now, whatever it is. So here, I use this term all the time. And it, it, this came from David. He said, embrace the suck, right? Embrace the suck. So really what he says, he said, look, if you have a thought come to your mind that's telling you you don't want to do it, you need to commit to doing it. That's a sign that that's your brain trying to keep you comfortable and you just got to reverse it. So, I mean, I don't really feel like going to the gym today because I'm tired. That thought right there means get in your car and go to the gym. Yeah, like just immediately override the thought with the positive opposite. Yeah, exactly. And understand yeah. that getting what you want sometimes takes doing what you don't feel like doing. Mm -hmm. And you, and mm -hmm. that's the thing, right? It, but you have to be the person that in the face of those times, you choose to do it anyway. Yeah, dude, I, I would say the, that's that's amazing advice. By the way, if you love that, do me a favor and say love in the chat or hit the hearts or whatever you can do on whatever platform you're watching on. Because I think that that immediate positive override thought of whatever it is to your point is like, if you say, I'm going to go get some ice cream, then go and get something that's healthy, go eat a banana or whatever it's totally. going to be. Right. Like, do something in reverse to what the, the opposite positive thought is. And you'll start to rewire that brain, that mind, because what happens, and I, I heard this today on a, on a uh, video. And again, here's things that I do, Sean, like in the morning, I listen to daily motivation, inspiration on my way to work in the morning. Right. So like I get, I get daily text messages uh, from the church that I go to, they send out these like three to five minute videos and I can watch those every single day. And so I was watching one this morning. It was really helpful. Then it popped in another one. It popped in another one. It's like, I get on this roll where it's like the positive inspirational messages uh, oh. that we get on a regular basis start to override the things that we do. And so like, I know every day I start out with some, some motivation, inspiration. And I just love this analogy that came from, uh, I watched this morning is they were talking about if, if you were to walk out of your house and walk across your lawn where there was no path. Okay. Think about this for a second. You were to walk across your lawn where there was no path and you were to do that for a hundred days in a row, that lawn that's perfectly green and no big deal within a hundred days would have a path beaten to wherever it was that you're walking every single day. Right. But you have to walk on it every single day for a hundred days in order for that path to become beaten. It's like the you know, first couple of days, it might not even show. And I think oh. a lot of people get hung up in that idea that those first couple of days, that path doesn't even show up for them. They're like, well, wait, I've been doing the work. I put in a week. Look at that. You can barely even tell that the grass has even shown anything at all. But then after week three and after week four and after week five and after week six, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, wait a second. There's a path that's begun to be beaten here along this route. And that's how you start to create habits. That's how you start to change things. It's the positive opposite to beat down that new path, but not only in your, like on the grass, but like in your mind. And the other thing that he said that I thought was really powerful is Craig Rochelle, by the way, just wrote a really interesting book. It's called uh, battle for the mind. Like I'm super excited. I'm going to, I'm totally going to get this book, Sean. So just bringing that up. We'll have to talk about it. We'll have to totally. read it and, talk and discuss it. But the other thing I thought he said, it was really strong for me is um, he also said, but rem remember that when that path has been beaten, if it doesn't get walked on, guess what happens? Grows back. It grows back. 
it'll very quickly grow back in and take over and do all that stuff. So look, there are some paths that will take a long time to grow back over. And so remember, you've probably got some paths beaten in your mind to the refrigerator. You've got some paths beaten in your mind to the couch to watch TV. You've got some paths beaten in the, your world to do all kinds of cool things that may or may not serve you. But the question is, where do you want to beat new paths? What paths do you want to regrow and start organizing the garden of your mind? So guys, if today's show has been helpful for you, would you do me a favor and say helpful in the comments or comment with what was your biggest takeaway from today? I hope that you listen to us online or on video or on the podcast. And if you made it through our semi-glitchy show today, I know it wasn't perfect, but we'll do our best to make sure that the audio continues to clean up as we improve what we do every single day. Um, I just am really grateful for all of you. I'm grateful for your beautiful mind, and the goal is to make sure that your mind is more beautiful than it was when you came. And I hope today was really positive, powerful, motivational, and this idea, this law of correspondence that states that patterns repeat through the universe on a personal level. Our reality is a mirror of what happens inside us at the moment. Think as above so below, and as within, so without. I hope that was very powerful for you, Sean. Thank you so much for bringing that to the table today. Anything you want to say as we wrap, man? Uh, just uh, thank you so much, guys. Again, we're, we're just so grateful for all of you. So thank you. Continue listening. Uh, tell everybody about us because, look, uh, like Jason said, we're all about really committing to creating some more beautiful minds, uh, not only in the industry, but just throughout the world. Okay, so thank you guys so much. And look, remember, guys, we don't just do it, right? One must be before he can do. So you guys be amazing. Don't just do it. Let's just be it. I love it, man. Thanks so much, Sean. Have a great day. Leave us a review. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.